So do you think that Senator Ron Johnson is undermining President Trump? Tough questions here in this first segment. Senator Johnson uh, preventing President Trump or, or hindering President Trump from negotiating much better trade deals. And does the senator really understand the horrors of a, quote, Soviet-type economy? We're going to be talking about that in this first segment. Then at 1243, I've been telling people this for a long time. First off, I, I love animals, grilled, baked, or fried. I'm not a pet guy, though. And one of the things that is so gross to me is watching dog owners allow their dogs to lick them. Well, there's a double amputee in West Bend who proves my point that you should never allow a dog to lick you. That's all there is to it. Again, he's in West Bend. It's a terrible, terrible story. And then at 1253, why didn't the cops arrest this guy from Racine with 57 open warrants before this guy allegedly attacked two women in the same day? Yeah, yeah, you heard right. 57 open warrants. Are you kidding me? My goodness gracious. I'm Dimitri, guest hosting for Jeff. Thank you so much for joining us here on WTMJ. Now, this first segment. I realize that if you say the T word, it's going to cause some people to go into meltdown. Uh, some people suffer from TDS. My wife is in stage four of this, Trump derangement syndrome. So anytime you say anything good about the man, it causes some people to just lose their minds. I understand that. I respect that. So I'm giving you fair warning. If you are one of those people, or if you have somebody in your car as you drive into your next appointment who is one of those people, consider this first segment, hashtag NSFW, not safe for work, because I don't want to trigger any ugly outbursts here. So I'm giving you fair warning. Okay. Now, yesterday, Steve Scafidi had this great interview with Senator Ron Johnson. Scafidi did a great job. He covered a lot of territory in 11 minutes and 18 seconds, let me tell you, and did a really, really good job. But my concern wasn't Steve. Steve was fine, of course. My concern was the responses that I heard from Senator Ron Johnson. Look, I, I have no axe to grind with the man. I'm sure he's a fine, lovely, wonderful person. But some of his responses were, quite frankly, very troubling. And I believe... I strongly believe, respectfully, but strongly believe that he was undermining the president of the United States, the man who, by the way, won Wisconsin and had an electoral college landslide victory in thanks in part to Wisconsin. So I made some notes here and I wanted to share them with you. And I want your thoughts as well on this. I'm actually already getting text messages from folks. Um, Mitch from Sturgeon Bay, Senator Johnson, an actual manufacturer and exporter, has a pragmatic understanding of the negative effects of a trade war, especially on our state. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that. If you would like to share your thoughts, if you're somebody who actually backs the president regarding uh, trying to get better trade deals, then fine. And if you don't back him, that's fine, too. Here's my number for calling me or for texting me. 414-799-1620. Did you, did you write that down? Did you add that to your smartphone? so that you can make it one of your favorites and push and just call automatically. I'll give it to you again. 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Whether you agree or disagree, I welcome your input regarding this, especially if you heard Steve Scafidi's great interview yesterday with Senator Ron Johnson. And by the way, you can access that interview. You can hear the whole thing 
on our WTMJ web page. I listened to it three or four times, jotting down all these notes here. You know, I find it really interesting because one of the themes that I've been hearing regarding our local politics is uh, Leah uh, Vukmar. If she is, uh, you know, she once bashed uh, Trump and now she's trying to out Trump, uh, saying that she's a big fan of Trump and this, that, and the other. I don't really care about it. All that you know, political stuff in the primaries, I, I just don't. But I found it fascinating that you actually have a United States senator who is a Republican who is not such a big uh, supporter of Trump. <laughs> it's just amazing to me. Simply amazing. All right, now here's some of the notes that I wrote. Again, phone numbers 414-799-1620. I still can't believe Jeff and Karen didn't bring back any cream puffs. Oh, boy. Man. Anyway, so here's some of the notes. Um, uh, he ha Okay, Senator Johnson, in talking with Steve Scafidi yesterday, exclusive interview here at WTMJ, uh, he, uh, Senator Johnson said that, that the president had to conclude these uh, uh, trade negotiations uh, pretty quickly before uh, more permanent damage has uh, will be done. Now, I'm purposely, uh, I debated whether I should get clips of that interview with Scafidi yesterday and uh, ask our producer, Kyle, to play them. And I decided against that, and I'll tell you why. Because you can always have, you're always facing the uh, accusation that you were cherry-picking. Oh, well, uh, uh, Dimitri, you just used a certain little bits here, there, and you didn't put it in context. Well, but almost by definition, when you have clips, it's very difficult to put them in context. You are cherry-picking. But because the interview is very brief, 11 minutes, 18 seconds, you can listen to the whole thing for yourself, complete context, and decide for yourself. These are my notes that I wanted to share with you about this. Uh, the, mm, Senator Johnson, who, again, respectfully disagree with him on this issue. I'm sure he's a fine person, very good senator, very good mm, everything. He's saying that the president has to conclude these things pretty quickly. All these uh, trade negotiations. Before more permanent damage is done. Now, if you're negotiating, and somebody on your side, in this case, the senator from Wisconsin, the Republican senator from Wisconsin, the guy who's in your party, is putting pressure on you publicly, this is the key here, publicly, as he did yesterday here in WTMJ, that undermines your position as a negotiator. Uh, this undermines the president's negotiating abilities because now uh, China and uh, Canada and Mexico and uh, Eastern, uh, but the European Union and all that are going, ah, well, we see that this is not a unified effort on the part of the president's own party. So they're going to be more likely to not want to negotiate, not want to concede much of anything, because you have people like Johnson, Senator Johnson, I should say, who are saying, no, he's got to do this pretty quickly. got to put pressure on it. That's, that's the worst thing. <sighs> Let me tell you about when my wife and I bought the Subaru. We're at the dealership. I'm trading in the Honda. It's got 300,000 miles. Very good car. The Accord was a great car. So I'm negotiating with the sales manager. And my wife, God bless her, she has a heart of gold. She really does. And we're doing pretty well getting a good uh, trade-in price for the Honda Accord. 
We were getting a great prize for the Subaru, a guaranteed prize because of the Consumer Reports deal that they had with this dealership. We knew exactly what the price was going to be, so we were actually getting a really good deal with the Accord. And I was up to, I don't know, like $3,000, and I, you know, they were up to $3,000. I, I said, oh, well, you know, I, I want more. I, I thought I could squeeze another $500 out of them. And then my wife, who doesn't like confrontation, who has a heart of gold, who, if there is a heaven, has a space reserved for her. My dear sweet wife says, oh, 3000 sounds like a fair price. And right then and there, it was over. The sales manager actually smiled, and I knew exactly why he was smiling. My wife, God love her, just undercut me. And how am I going to argue for another 500 bucks when he knows? My wife has already said, well, three, three, three thousand is fine. You have to be unified whenever you're negotiating. You've got to be on the same team. Now it's perfectly fine. It would have been perfectly fine for my wife to speak to me privately and say, I think three thousand is fine, but I'm not going to say it publicly and then see if I can get more. If I can't, fine. But when you go public with this, as the senator did live exclusively with Steve yesterday on WTMJ. That is undermining his position. And I think that uh, I think that stinks. Senator Johnson seemed to want to have it both ways yesterday. He said, I love zero tariffs and uh, total free trade. Uh, uh, my concern is I'm not seeing a clear end game. Now, he contradicted himself right there. He loves zero tariffs. He wants free trade. Well, that's what the president wants as well. And the president proved that at the G7 conference when he essentially called the bluff of, of all the other countries there saying, well, I want to end all tariffs. Real free trade. So when Senator Johnson yesterday said, I'm not seeing a clear end game, is he not aware of what the president said at the G7 and what the president and his people have said repeatedly they want to end all tariffs? I, I, I just I can't I can't fathom this. I just look. Senator Johnson is a clearly a very very bright bright successful man. I get that, but boy, yesterday I was wondering: Is this man actually a Republican? How do you undermine the president of the United States when he's in the middle of negotiating with foreign countries? You don't you don't do that publicly. You do that privately. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. That's four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you're a first time caller, you're um, you're more than welcome. I'd love to hear from you. I'm guest hosting for Jeff just for today. I'm um, uh, Dimitri. Thank you so much for joining us at twelve forty three. If you know anybody who's a dog lover, anybody who allows his dog to lick him, there's a double amputee in West Bend who I think would agree with me saying, eh, not such a good idea. Don't do this. You don't know where that dog's tongue has been. You really don't. And it's uh, very scary stuff. I mean, I'm no pet lover, but we're going to be talking about that at 1243. If you know anybody who uh, has uh, a pet, especially a dog lover, one of those disgusting... <sighs> I... <laughs> I know their heart's in the right place regarding dogs, but allowing them to, to, to lick their faces and all. 12.53, there's a Racine man with 57 open warrants. He was arrested allegedly for attacking two women in the same day. 50, you heard right, 57, like the ketchup, Heinz, 57 open warrants. Why was this man still walking around? I'll never know. So all that just here in this first hour. 
414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I will get to as many calls as I can, also read as many text messages as I can. There is one line open. It is reserved for you. Give me a call. Dimitri, guest hosting for Jeff. WTMJ News Time, 1221. The Wisconsin State Fair is here, and WTMJ is your home for all things food, livestock, and music. Today's live broadcast from the State Fairgrounds on the biggest stick in the state, and that's a fact, you can Google it, uh, is sponsored by Amish Craftsman Guild of Cedarburg. All right, now, I'm. Oh, thank you for joining me. Appreciate it uh, greatly. At 1243, if you uh, know any dog lover who allows that dog to lick his face, uh, we're going to be talking about this poor double amputee from West Bend. I, I, it's just sickening to me when I see any kind of a pet owner allowing the pet to lick that person's face. It's just, it's just, just a major turnoff. And then at twelve fifty-three, a Racine man with fifty-seven open warrants arrested allegedly uh, for attacking uh, two women in the same day. Fifty-seven open warrants, unbelievable. Right now, though, talking about this great interview that Scafidi had yesterday with uh, Senator Ron Johnson. Uh, Senator Johnson, in my opinion, respectfully, uh, undermined uh, President uh, Donald Trump by going public with his concerns regarding we need to end this uh, trade war. It's not a trade war. They're negotiating, for heaven's sakes. It's the art of the deal. That's what the president does. And uh, getting a lot of negative blowback already. Uh, text messaging is unbelievable. So we'll get to some of those uh, phone calls, uh, 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. Dimitri for Jeff. Uh, Jeff will be back Monday. I'm here just for one day, so don't lose your minds over this, please. Uh, let's start with uh, Patrick Appleton. You're on WTMJ. How you doing there, Patrick? I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out what Senator Johnson's endgame is. And, you know, I'm a supporter of Senator Johnson, voted for him twice, certainly respect his manufacturing background. But I'm starting to question if he's been out of the private sector a little bit long because, you know, as a manufacturing CEO and executive, I would think he would have been aware of what would have been happening over the past 30 years, which is a direct result of some of these bad trade deals. So what we've been doing this for two or three months right now, it is a negotiation. I think Senator Johnson should realize there's a reason why all of a sudden these CNNs, MSNBCs, Chuck Todd programs of the world is now calling him to come on and comment about the trade quote unquote war, which is a negotiation. And, you know, he's a smart guy, but I'm starting to question how smart he is, because he should... It's not a question of intelligence. No, no, no. Now, now in fairness to the senator, he is clearly a very, very, very smart man. Very, very smart people can sometimes um, display poor judgment. I think it's a question of just, in this one case at least, really poor judgment. And I'm not even arguing about his position. I'm not arguing about his position. My concern, and I think this is a legitimate one, regardless whether you support the president or not, when Senator Johnson went public with this, that's when you undermine the president. Senator Johnson could have very, very strong private beliefs and, and share them privately with, with the president, but keep his mouth shut publicly. But when you do it publicly, you're undermining the president of the United States as he's trying to negotiate with foreign powers. In what universe is this considered a sound uh, judgment? No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. My preference would have been exactly what you said. If he has some ideas to offer President Trump, wants to get in on those negotiations, by all means, have those conversations. I, I think he's got the background to do so. But 
yeah, when he goes on the news and it's not just TMJ, um, all it does is give, you know, put pressure on us to make a deal here. And like you said, it helps out Canada, Mexico, and China. So, yeah, just, just to a, just to a, yeah, okay. Thank you so much, Patrick. Great call. Thank you so much. One line is now open. You can sneak in. 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Also, what Senator Johnson did yesterday, an exclusive interview that Scafidi had with him. Um, Senator Johnson was, uh, had concerns about ending NAFTA, which amazed me. He said, and I'm paraphrasing here, it was ill-advised. Uh, he was talking about exports of $221 billion from Mexico and Canada, and then some other number of ex- uh, exports that we're sending out to to Canada and Mexico. I think another number that he came up with were $300 billion or something like that, which is fine. But it's like the dog that didn't bark. What he didn't say, which I thought was actually quite telling, is the increase of imports from Mexico and Canada regarding NAFTA. The senator was only focusing on, well, we're sending out more and more stuff to Mexico and Canada, which is great. But he didn't say how much more stuff we have uh, coming in. Talk about trade imbalance here. So I, I was very disappointed about this, I must tell you. And he says, I don't like picking winners and losers when he started talking about the president trying to ease the burden for farmers uh, temporarily with the uh, trade negotiations that are going on and the temporary tariffs and all that. Well, if he doesn't like picking winners and losers, I mean, that sounds like a great line. There, There's no question about that. Uh, bottom line is that um, he's a United States senator. And the last time I checked, most of the members in Congress pick winners and losers with virtually every bill that they, uh, that they uh, vote for. And I also want to get to this one other comment that the senator made, not on the Scafidi program, but uh, to Politico, essentially saying that the uh, uh, President uh, Trump's uh, tariff uh, uh, help to farmers was becoming more like a Soviet-type economy here. Soviet-type economy. We're going to talk about that. The Brewers are back at Miller Park after a winning road trip. Yeah, are we seeing a team that is finally turning the corner, or are there still some worrisome flaws as the playoff race heats up? Greg Matzik is live from the Wisconsin State Fair, and he'll open up the discussion at 6.07 tonight right here on Sports Central. Dimitri Guest hosting for Jeff. A little bit later on this hour, I want to talk with you about dog owners who actually allow their dogs to lick them and why that is a terrible, terrible thing. Phone number is 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. Talking about uh, Steve Scafidi's interview yesterday with Senator Ron Johnson. You can hear the entire interview on our WTMJ webpage. Just go there. It's only 11 minutes, 18 seconds long. Steve did a great job. Uh, Senator Johnson, eh, maybe not so much. Maybe not so much. Senator Johnson also was almost dismissive uh, regarding the president's, uh, if he had any success. And I was amazed when he uh, said this, because, again, it just sounded so dismissive. And maybe I'm reading too much into this. I admit I might be. But he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that if the president did succeed in uh, getting better trade deals, uh, Senator Johnson said, I'll just pat him on the back if he succeeds and uh, tell him you did it, man. I'll just pat him on the back if he succeeds. And tell him you did it, man. And there's a there's a ringing endorsement there. Holy cow! So uh, I, I I question the senator's judgment regarding this. Uh, going public is the big issue here. One other issue that just as 
just somebody who is a heritage Eastern European, uh, Greek heritage is mine. Uh, one other thing that the senator said, not not in the Scafidi interview, but uh, what he told Politico, uh, regarding uh, President uh, Trump's uh, temporary help to the farmers to allay some of the, or offset some of the concerns regarding the tariffs, the senator said it's like a Soviet-type uh, economy, uh, referring to the way Trump was uh, doing this, President Trump was doing this, a Soviet-type economy, equating this to a Soviet-type economy. If you know anything about the Soviet Union, and believe me, I do, Soviet-type economy uh, with the Ukrainians, there's this thing called this Holodomor, where the Soviet leader, Joseph Stalin, a Georgian, decided to starve almost every Ukrainian that dared to want to hold on to his private property. All the farmers and everything. Roughly 20 million Ukrainians were starved to death. A horrendous genocide. Soviet-type economy. For Senator Johnson, who I respect greatly, but for him to equate uh, the Holodomor with uh, the genocide, 20 million Ukrainians, and say Soviet-type economy, with the president giving temporary aid to farmers, with all due respect, I must say that Senator Johnson owes uh, every Ukrainian-American uh, a heartfelt apology for that one. I, 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 I really do. 414-799-1620, my uh, line. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. And quite frankly, a lot of the texters um, are not very pleased with me. Uh, some of them are <laughs> downright brutal. We'll get to some of those. Uh, but let's uh, let's hear what the people have to say here. We'll start with um, Scott. Uh, Scott from uh, Abrams. You're on WTMJ. How you doing there, Scott? Good morning. Hey, uh, Ron Johnson, man, I like you, but you got to get with the program. I'm in business, too, and uh, one of the reasons I wanted Donald Trump as president is because he's a good CEO and he knows how to negotiate. But you got to remember one thing, Ron. This country is a consumer and a producer nation, and without us, the United States of America, nobody survives. Give the man a chance, and believe me, you're going to want to do more than pat his back when it's all done and over with, buddy. Indeed. Thank you very much, Scott. Uh, appreciate it uh, greatly. Uh, give me your thoughts in a little bit. In a little bit, we're getting so much action on this. I'm going to move back the segment uh, regarding talking about dog owners who allow their pets to lick their faces uh, because there was a terrible tragedy in West Bend, and I want to talk with you about that. So we're going to move that back a little bit. One last segment here with this. We'll get to some of the text messages as well. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620. Dimitri Guest hosting for Jeff WTMJ Newstime, 1241. 3D guns. Should Americans be allowed to print them? How dangerous are they and how do you even print a 3D gun? I'm guessing very carefully. Well, John and Melissa explore that today. 3.30 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Dimitri Guest hosting for Jeff today. Only just pinch hitting for today. Phone number is 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. After the 1 o'clock news, should there be a religious test before we elect the next Milwaukee County Sheriff? A uh, newspaper columnist thinks that, yeah, maybe we should have a religious test. We're going to talk about that after the news. Right now, though, talking about uh, Steve Scafidi's great interview with Senator Ron Johnson and Senator Johnson going public about undermining the president as the president is trying to negotiate better trade deals for us. And I think that was really uncalled for. It's fine to, to talk to the president privately, but to break with him publicly, to not support him publicly, 
makes it that much more difficult for the president to get better concessions from the European Union, from Canada, from Mexico, from China. I don't know what the what Senator Johnson was thinking. I really don't. Now, it's great for WTMJ. I got the exclusive interview. It's fantastic. But I don't think it's so fantastic for America. Do you? I want your thoughts. Uh, we've got a, just a few minutes left on this topic. 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. First up is uh, Vincent, uh, Northwest Sound. You're in WTMJ. How you doing there, Vincent? Good afternoon. <clears throat> First, I'd like to say that uh, Senator Johnson went, is in Washington in order to represent uh, citizens of, of, of Wisconsin. He's not there to co-sign everything that the president decides to do. The, the fact is, I'm sure every day he getting, he's getting an earful from farmers, from business people, telling him how this, 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 this so-called negotiation, that you want to call it, is hurting their business. They have to pay bills. And so how long are, they, how long are our farmers and, and other businesses are supposed to wait to, to see hey, whether they'll have their business when this whole thing is done with? So you don't think the president should be negotiating for better deals? Or are you saying, or are you saying, let me ask the, let me ask the question, or are you saying it's okay for the president to try to negotiate better deals if it doesn't take too long and that doesn't really hurt anybody? Which is it? Well, the, the, the fact is, is that Senator Ron Johnson, we're talking about Ron Johnson's interview, and the fact is, I, I agree exactly with everything that he said, is that the fact is this is hurting the people in Wisconsin, hurting individuals in Wisconsin. And the fact is, is that the consumer is, you know, is going to start to pay, is going to pay the price too. So, so whatever tax cut that, 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 that was passed, we're basically paying it back, you know, with, with higher prices of goods and services. And so, and so the fact is, is that this is not good for Wisconsin. And, and I, and, and I applaud Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson, for standing up and saying, hey, this is not good for Wisconsin. And so, and and and, and uh, I, I don't see why we have to sit around and just wait for him to just to to, to, to play mute because the president decides to do something. How long? How much time would you give the president to negotiate better trade deals? Well, how many weeks? How many days? He's, he's doing this under some emergency powers. And the fact is that Congress is is, is basically delegated to, to, to basically now, I, the. The question is. Vincent, a simple question. How much time would you give the President of the United States to try to negotiate something to make your life better? Uh, are we talking hours? Are we talking minutes? You're going to give him a day? You're going to give him a month? How much time are you going to give him? Well, uh, to, to the point where it, it, it affects my pocket, to affect the, uh, the, the businesses and farmers here that are going to be closing down, that's how long I'm going to give him. And, and, it, and it's starting to happen. And so, like I said, uh, uh, Senator Johnson is probably hearing this daily that businesses are holding on by their fingernails. And so, and farms are holding on by their fingernails. And so what is he supposed to do? Is he supposed to just sit there and say, and say well, uh, we'll it'll, it'll get done, it'll get done, it'll get done, while a, while a person is basically going bankrupt? He does it privately, so he doesn't undermine the president publicly in the negotiating. Uh, I submit to you that any time uh, Republicans uh, are complaining about the president uh, regarding the trade uh, negotiations publicly. When they do it publicly, they make it that much more difficult and that much more longer before we can get a, a, a positive outcome. So I want, thought it was you, not. You want, you want Senator Johnson to be part of the swamp? The basic side is to basically no, say, hey, no, he's perfectly I'm, fine I'm going to go to, along to, to get along. And, no, and, and, no, just don't do it publicly. The individuals he, he, he was elected to represent. 
Well, Vince, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. I do appreciate your call. Thank you so much and hope to hear from you again. You have a great day. Thank you. One line is open 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All the texts that are coming through here, and most of them, uh, apparently I've displeased uh, some people. That's uh, that's all there is to it here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mitch. All right. We talked about Mitch. Uh, let's see. Thank you, uh, Senator Johnson, for showing some integrity and standing up. That's another unnamed. <laughs> Another unnamed uh, text uh, came in a little while ago. And just like that, dot, 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 I switched to FM radio, dot, dot, dot. No Jeff Wagner, dot, dot, dot. Man, that was cold. That was cold. Uh, Let's see another text. Senator is right. You are a maroon. Steve from Appleton. Uh, He misspelled maroon. And let's see. uh, Dogs have been licking people for thousands of years. Okay, that'll be a bit later on here. Sadly, the West Bend guy. Okay, Island. Uh, You are a bonehead. President Trump is constantly undercutting himself by contradicting himself very regularly. Well, he seems to be producing results already with the uh, EU. So let's give the guy some uh, credit here. So let's see here. Trump did not have a landslide victory in the Electoral College. It was one of the closest in history. He lost the popular vote by thousands. You need to do your homework. Uh, In the Electoral College, it was a landslide. Uh, There was no question about that. A, a, a very close Electoral College victory was Bush-Gore in 2000. But there was no question the Electoral College was a landslide for President Trump. I mean, that's just a, that's just a fact. Uh, you can look that up. Uh, let's see here. Someone needs to stand up to uh, Trump, bring him to reality. Uh, Vince has no clue what he's talking about. The farmers have been struggling for years. Okay. Um, <clears throat> very quickly, uh, Greg Germantown, you're in WTMJ. Uh, what's on your mind, Greg? I'm I'm happy and I'm I'm very happy with what Johnson has done. The the president doesn't respond to a private conversation. He may not have said and agree with you, then go do something completely different. If he's challenged publicly, if someone has the gall to stand up to him publicly, that's gonna get the best results. And when you huh? challenge or you disagree with him publicly, you know the the president will come back and punch hard and he'll attack him. I commend Johnson. For having the the guts to stand up and do what he did, I completely agree with him. All right, Greg, thank you so much. Appreciate it uh, greatly. Dimitri guest hosting for Jeff WTMJ News Time twelve fifty one. Dimitri guest hosting for Jeff. Do you have a dog? Do you allow your dog to lick you? Well, I, with all due respect, I I, I I've always found that disgusting. Um, animals are animals; they're not people. Animals do all sorts of different things with their mouths and their tongues and their everything else that I'm not going to go into here, especially if you're eating lunch right now. Uh, but some people, and I've seen that, some people close to me allow their dogs, allow their pets to lick them. And they think that's, oh, that's so cute. Meanwhile, I'm dying inside going, oh, you can't possibly, I can't possibly be watching this. Sad story out of uh, West Bend. By the way, if you're a dog owner and you allow your dog to lick you, I'd like to uh, talk with you. Help me understand why you do this. 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 414-799-1620. If you have a dog and you allow your dog to lick you, please call me because I need some help in understanding this 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 concept because it's so alien to me. Okay, this in West Bend, this poor guy, um, there was a bacteria that this guy contracted. It was found in his dog's saliva. And it forced the amputation of this man's limbs. Because of this, 
this dog's saliva because it allowed the dog to lick his face. Now, according to the one story here that I have uh, from uh, the patch, Wisconsin patch here, uh, it says the bacteria can be spread to people through a bite or after close contact with dogs or cats. And this is the big takeaway here. As many as 74% of dogs have the bacteria in their mouths. That number is 57% for cats. Infections are more often linked to dog bites or dog contact. This poor man went into septic shock. He now has a GoFundMe account. This is heartbreaking. This is absolutely heartbreaking. And obviously, I wish him the best. Again, a guy from West Bend. But you have got to know at some level that your dog, the, 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 the mouth of an animal, the mouth of a beast, is full of heaven only knows what kind of bacteria. And again, this is according to the script. Most of the animals, most of the dogs have this. Why would you risk this, knowing what you know about this poor man from West Bend? 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Uh, David from Racine, you're on WTMJ. How are you doing there, David? I'm doing great. How are you? All right, thank you. So why'd you call? Well, I called because I I had a theory about why people let dogs lick their face. Not that it's a good thing, but I think I have this one nailed down. Okay. All right, so I, I, I... liken it to smoking. The reason why somebody smokes is instant gratification and it feels good. Now they go out, they pay 8 to $13 for a pack of cigarettes, knowing that it's eventually going to kill them. But they do it anyway. Hmm. So it is uh, short-term uh, instant gratification. Yeah, it has nothing to do with, you know, the dog. They're not thinking of it as a public health issue. They're loving on their dog. Yeah, but boy, I I must tell you, I, I do think it's a public health issue, and it's just it, it's. Have you ever been with somebody who had a pet, and that uh, the, the person allowed that pet to lick his face? Were you ever there? Did you actually witness this? Well, I work for an animal welfare organization, so I see this uh, on a daily basis. But yeah. Oh my! Oh my goodness! <laughs> you must have a very strong stomach, sir. A very strong stomach, indeed. What else do you well, see? I think, that's, I think that's a good point you make. Uh, I mean, are, are we talking about immunity to disease as well, right? I mean, I yeah. also have a ton of kids, and so somebody who's around that, who allows that, who, who takes that in every day to their system and assimilates to it, I would imagine they have a better chance of, of waging against something that's trying to infect them, right? Yeah, especially if you don't allow the kids to lick you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sure. Well, if you, you live in a condo them at arm's yourself, length, you have a kitten, you know, you're going to be okay. Well, I, um, I don't know about that. But, hey, that was a great call, David. Uh, do you have a uh, place? Uh, thank, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it uh, greatly. All right. After the uh, 1 o'clock news, uh, really interesting question. Should there be a religious test before we elect the next Milwaukee County Sheriff? A columnist uh, seems to think that, yeah, there, there should be some sort of kind of religious test. And it uh, troubles me greatly. We're going to be talking about that. Dimitri for Jeff, WTMJ News Time, 1259. Should there be a religious test before we elect the next Milwaukee County Sheriff? Well, a local columnist uh, seems to think so. We're going to be talking about that. Now, at 143 today, the Wisconsin Attorney General is saying that he's got to study 3D gun printers. 
Didn't uh, Brad study the first two amendments to the U.S. Constitution? And at 153, an 8-year-old Milwaukee boy who survived being shot in the stomach asked his mom a simple question. Am I safe? If you were his mom, how would you answer it? All that and so much more. Phone number 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Dimitri guest hosting today only for Jeff. Jeff will be back on Monday. All right, so in preparing for the show today, and thank you so much for tuning in. And Oh, oh I've got to miss this one thing. I, appre- <laughs> I appreciate kind of sick humor, kind of. It's kind of, well, inappropriate humor. In the past hour, I was talking about dog owners who allow their dogs to lick their faces, and I made the case that it's insane. You should not do that. Several people texted, I think two or three at least, <laughs> texted pictures of dog owners allowing their dogs to lick their faces. <laughs> like, very funny. Actually, it was funny. Anyway, all right, so I'm getting ready for the show, and I'm, I'm reading everything that I can get my hands on on the Internet here, and I'm going, okay, well, what am I going to talk about here? Because, you know, Jeff talks about all these important local issues, and he's so well-versed in everything, and then me, I'm just, you know, guest hosting today. So I come across the um, very interesting story in the um, in the newspaper uh, by uh, uh, a watchdog columnist, a uh, Daniel Bice. I do not know Mr. Bice. I'm sure he is a fine person. He clearly is a good writer, um, and I, I'm sure he's just a lovely human being and all that. And he, he wrote this piece about uh, the uh, acting uh, sheriff, Schmidt. And I've got that right here. In fact, here's the headline. Acting Sheriff Richard Schmidt touts degrees from unaccredited and defunct colleges. And I looked at this, and I was going, holy cow, that's amazing. This is going to be like low-hanging fruit. This is going to be easy to make, you know, to have a show, or at least a segment on, on this and talk about this. What is this sheriff thinking? This is awful. This is terrible and all that. So I started reading the story in the uh, Journal Sentinel, and I kept looking for one really important thing, one really important element in this story. And that element was this, that uh, I was looking to see if Sheriff Schmidt had been telling people that his degrees were from accredited universities. Because if that's the case, holy cow, any defense attorney getting him on the stand would go, wait a minute, you're telling people you got to degrees from accredited universities and they're not accredited according to the uh, to the newspaper and so why should we believe anything else that you have to say sheriff Sh- or uh, mr schmidt and of course that would be you know devastating any good defense attorney would just you know rip them apart for this and i kept looking at this story because it was it really goes into tremendous detail about all the schools that this man's been affiliated with and that some of them have closed and uh, they're not accredited and and he's got one uh, doctorate from one school unaccredited he's going after a second doctorate from a school unaccredited and i kept looking for that one magic thing that this man had been claiming that his degrees were from accredited universities but i couldn't find it so I started looking at this in a whole new way. I want to talk with you about whether 
really, and I, I want your input on this. Should we have a religious test before we ne- before we elect the next Milwaukee County Sheriff? Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. That's four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Should we have a religious test before we elect the next Milwaukee County Sheriff? Dimitri for Jeff WTMJ News Time. 114. John Recure is working hard while you are. We know you don't have time to keep up with the news of the day while you're at work. We've got you covered on your way home. Wisconsin's Afternoon News with John Mercure. News Radio WTMJ. Do you hate cleaning out your gutters? Wish you had guards on your gutters to save you the aggravation, but you thought gutter guard systems are just too expensive? Call Spring Rot Gutters today and compare them to any other gutter systems or guards on the market. To also help, Spring Rock Gutters is offering up to $300 off and 0% interest for a full year, only for a limited time. All Spring Rock's products are locally manufactured and 100% guaranteed. Also, they will not damage your roof or void its warranty. Don't let your clogged gutters cause swelling, rust, or leaks in your home. The damage will cost you a lot more. If your current gutters need repair or worse, you don't have gutters, Spring Rock can take care of that as well. Spring Rock Gutters will save you money and your home. So call Spring Rock at 262-226-4446. That's 262-226-4446. Or go to springrockgutters.com. Drain your gutters, not your wallet. Hi, this is Harvin. After surviving a major health scare, my wife Marianne and I realized it was time to consider our future long-term care. We are so glad to have found Luther Manor. We love our new friends and the many activities. We're truly living abundant lives. And when we need help, we have peace of mind knowing that Luther Manor's full continuum of compassionate care will be there for us. Schedule a tour today at LutherManor.org. This is what it sounds like when real people find out the Chevy's the only brand to earn J.D. Power dependability awards across cars, trucks, and SUVs three years in a row. they got a good formula going. It's impressive. They know what they're doing. It's like a dynasty. 2018 most dependable compact SUV, midsize SUV, midsize car, and large light-duty pickup. 2017 most dependable small car, large SUV, large heavy-duty pickup, and midsize sporty car. 2016 most dependable midsize car, compact SUV, large heavy-duty pickup, and midsize sporty car. For 2018 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Visit wisconsindrivechevy.com. Dimitri guest hosting for Jeff here on WTMJ at 143. The Wisconsin Attorney General says that he has to study 3D gun printers. Well, didn't uh, Brad study the first two amendments to the U.S. Constitution? We're going to be talking about that right now, though. Should there be a religious test before we elect the next sheriff of Milwaukee County? According to uh, the newspaper columnist, a, a Daniel Bice, um, Sort of, kind of got the impression that he was thinking maybe we should, based on this this piece that he wrote, the headline, Acting Sheriff Richard Schmidt Touts Degrees from Unaccredited and Defunct Colleges. And it starts, Milwaukee County Sheriff Richard Schmidt, a prophecy preacher, discusses the European Union, Satan, and the One World Order in a May sermon in Oak Creek. Uh, he likes to tout his educational credentials and his bid to win a full term. Schmidt will tell crowds that he has a bachelor's and master's degrees and recently was awarded a doctorate, and he has even uh, begun work on yet another doctorate. But uh, he, his is not your traditional academic record. Schmidt got his first two degrees from an unaccredited Christian fundamentalist college, uh, 
with a checkered recent history in which men earn degrees in Bible and theology, while programs, quote, specifically for ladies, include marriage and motherhood and missionary wife. So literally, it's a college where people can get an MRS degree, Mrs. Degree. All right, now, again, I don't know Mr. Bice. I'm sure he's a fine person. He's, a good, he's certainly a good writer. There's no question. But I just... And, and he, he makes the case, there's no question he makes the case, that these schools are unaccredited, and some are defunct, and he all but calls him out. In fact, even the picture that they use in the story, and the one that at least I accessed using my iPhone, there's a, a picture of uh, the sheriff, and it says he uh, gives his take on Satan, the apocalypse, and the rapture, and behind him is a, uh, I guess, some type of uh, PowerPoint demonstration, where uh, it says Antichrist's one world system, and there's an arrow pointing to that, 3.5 years, and then the 1,000-year millennial kingdom, and then some arrows. And it's probably as unflattering a picture as you could ever want to have of your sheriff uh, linking him to, you know, far-out religious beliefs and all that. And uh, the Antichrist one world system, uh, by the way, there's no reference to Barack Obama in this, uh, although maybe there should have been, but whatever. Bottom line here is this. I was reading this and reading this, and I kept waiting for the big payoff. Okay, so when is he? when was he claiming that these were accredited uh, institutions? And I couldn't find it. And But I, what I did find was also very troubling. The subhead is domestic uh, violence uh, comments. Christine Newman-Ortiz, executive director of the Pro-Immigration Voices de la Frontera. Pro-immigration? Everybody's pro-immigration. I wonder if this is an uh, illegal... No, whatever. Uh, she chided Schmidt for his, quote, spurious degrees and the 2017 podcast in which, and here's a link, he seemingly advises victims of domestic violence to stay in their relationships and, quote, submit to abusive spouses. And I thought, holy cow, really? And then there's a quote from her, and it turns out that she's a supporter of uh, Lucas, one of the others uh, who is running for sheriff. And I kept looking for Schmidt's response to this in his story. Because that's, that's quite a charge. But I couldn't find it. So I had to go back and look at another story the newspaper wrote, and Schmidt had a very forceful response. He said, no, 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 this was based on you know, religious stuff. It had nothing to do with this. I'm certainly not in, you know, encouraging people. The point here is that they didn't give his side in this story. This, frankly, looked like a hit piece because the writer, from what I'm inferring anyway, just doesn't care for this man's uh, religious faith. And I think that's wrong. This is, in essence, a religious test regarding the next uh, sheriff of Milwaukee. And I think that is really, really wrong. So I'll tell you what I did last night. I sent an email to Daniel Bice asking him some tough questions. And he responded. I'll share that with you next. Dimitri for Jeff, WTMJ, WTMJ Newstime 121. The after effects of the Milwaukee County pension scandal still linger today. One person due for a big payday is acting Sheriff Richard Schmidt. Jane Miller has the story at 721 Monday on Wisconsin's Morning News at 143 this afternoon. 
The Wisconsin Attorney General says he's studying 3D gun printers. Well, didn't Brad study the first two amendments to the U.S. Constitution? We're going to be talking about that. But right now, should there be a religious test before we elect the next sheriff of Milwaukee County? Well, according to a newspaper columnist, a Daniel Bice, uh, he essentially all but says yes in this piece that he wrote. And it turns out it's kind of a... A very subtle hit piece regarding the beliefs, the religious beliefs of the acting uh, sheriff, Richard uh, Schmidt. The header is uh, um, uh, acting sheriff Richard Schmidt, Schmidt, excuse me, touts degrees from unaccredited and defunct colleges. And frankly, he never claimed that they were accredited. So I didn't see what the big deal was with this story other than an excuse to make fun of this man's faith. So... Again, I don't know Mr. Bice. I'm sure he's a fine person. He is a watchdog columnist for the newspaper, which sounds impressive. Okay, fine. So I uh, sent him an email last night. Daniel Bice. And here's the, uh, here's the email. Hi, Mr. Bice. I'm scheduled to guest host a talk show tomorrow, Friday, on 620 WTMJ, and I might be speaking about your column, Acting Sheriff Richard Schmidt touts degrees from unaccredited and defunct colleges. Two questions. One, did Mr. Schmidt ever claim that his degrees were from accredited colleges? And number two, from where did the newspaper find the first picture in the online version of the story image attached? Because, again, that picture makes it seem as if he's, you know, really far out there. Daniel Bice, to his credit, responded and responded uh, promptly. Here it is. Hey, thanks for the note. Would you like to have me on your air with you? Dan. I wrote back to Dan, thank you for your prompt reply. I'm told that Jeff typically does not book guests, so I will be trying to follow the style of show he does normally. Sorry. Otherwise, I you know, would have had him on. I have no problem with that, but I'm, I'm a guest here. I'm pinch-hitting for one day. You, you know, you follow what Jeff does, and that's perfectly fine with me. So that's what I told him. So then Dan responds in another email. But before I forget, his words, but before I forget, here are the answers to your questions. One, I didn't say or even imply that acting Sheriff Schmidt claimed he went to accredited colleges or universities. Is he or his wife saying, uh, I wrote that? I think I stated uh, plainly my point. Schmidt highlights his education in this campaign, but uh, his is not a traditional curriculum vitae. I know this because I grew up in a fundamentalist Christian home and attended a conservative Christian college for my undergraduate degree, and I know graduates of Hiles Anderson, the, the school that he talked about. And number two, that's not a picture that ran with the storyline, I don't believe. It appears you have a screenshot of a video of a Schmidt sermon that excerpts that we ran with the story. The video appears, the website, blah, blah, blah. Why do you ask? Okay. And again, give him lots of uh, credit here for responding. He was very gracious in his responses. This morning, he sends me another email. What is your interest in the screenshot or video? I'm assuming the point is 10 tendentious, but I like to hear the criticism. And I could not respond to it for a very simple reason. I didn't know what the word tendentious meant. So I got my iPhone out. And I did a Google search, define tendentious, and I found it. Tendentious. Oh, it's tendentious. <laughs> and that's the right way to pronounce <laughs> And that's the right way to pronounce it. Let me try that again. I better learn that one last time. All right, fine. And it says expressing or attending to promote. 
I'm such an idiot. Um, expressing or intending to promote a particular cause or point of view, especially a controversial one. Well, yeah, I guess I would. I guess I guess that would be it. Look, if um, and Dan is right. Let me call him Dan. He certainly did not say or imply that Sheriff Schmidt uh, was claiming these were accredited schools. But you see, then that's the whole point. This is what Sheriff Schmidt believes. And he is one of these guys, because I, I did, you know, I started you know, doing Google searches for him and everything and on YouTube and all that. He's one of these guys, from what I could gather anyway, that is um, not only somebody who talks the talk, but who walks the walk. He believes in his faith. And he does sermons. He's on different radio, TV uh, programs that deal with this. And I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that whatsoever. This piece, which was well-written, well-researched, and, and uh, Bice could not have been nicer, more cordial in responding to my emails, still, to me, a casual reader, left me with the feeling that this sort of kind of was a religious test kind of a thing regarding the next sheriff. And I think that's wrong. Schmidt has been with the sheriff's department for, what, roughly three or so decades. If there would have been even a hint that somehow his unconventional religious beliefs, and they seem unconventional to me anyway, played any sort of role in his job, we would have heard about it by now. Especially if he'd been on the witness stand regarding any case in the last 30-some-odd years. But what it seemed to me with this was essentially an attack on his faith. So the guy goes to schools that are not accredited. So he got a doctorate from a school that's not accredited. The whole point here is that he never claimed it was accredited. And some of these uh, beliefs that he has, I mean, are we going to now see other columns about the religious beliefs by the, the, the other candidates have for sheriff and, and, and other positions? I thought this was terribly unfair. I must tell you, I thought it was a terribly unfair thing. Thing. And again, Daniel Bice could not have been nicer, could not have been more gracious in responding to my emails, going back and forth, and I wish him well. But if I was his editor, or if I was the publisher, I would have killed that column. Because I think that's a backhanded attack on Mr. Schmidt's religious beliefs. And again, this is a man who not only talks the talk, but Schmidt walks the walk. And no, I don't know the man at all. Um, I just thought this was really, really unfair. What do you think? Give me a call. Almost 200,000 jobs added to the workforce. My goodness gracious. Now, what does this mean going forward, especially in a state like Wisconsin, where there aren't enough qualified workers? Well, John and Melissa dig into this subject today, starting at 430. WTMJ at 143. The Wisconsin Attorney General is saying that he's going to be studying this uh, 3D gun printer. But the Attorney General really should have been studying the first two amendments to the U.S. Constitution. We're going to be talking about that right now, talking about a subject that, frankly, I thought would be getting a lot more uh, interesting. And that is a uh, column in the uh, newspaper, uh, Daniel Bice's column, Acting Sheriff Richard Schmidt touts degrees from unaccredited and defunct colleges. Long story short, if you just joined us, uh, first I'm guest hosting for Jeff, just, just for today, Dimitri guest hosting for Jeff. Uh, if you just joined us, you missed some incredible radio. But also, um, long story short, 
I thought this was a really unfair piece uh, to Schmidt. Uh, what I think's really going on here is this is a backhanded way of attacking his religious beliefs. The man never claimed that the schools uh, from which he got his degrees were accredited. If he had made those claims, we're having a whole different discussion. Because that goes right to question of his integrity. But Dan made it very clear in his responses to my emails. I mean, he was very gracious. I mean, he really was. Um, no, that, that Schmidt never. Never did that. So my question is, then why are you writing the story? It really is just, it, it's a, a de facto religious test about who the next uh, sheriff should be in uh, Milwaukee County, and I think that's wrong. I really do. All right, uh, phone number 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Um, I, I'll be brutally honest with you. I figured we'd have a lot of people calling on this because a lot of people, I think, would feel... I thought what it felt very strongly about whether we should or should not have a religious test, especially for someone who is a devout Christian who believes, from what I've read anyway, that the earth is only 6,000 years old, and somebody who preaches about the Antichrist and all that. I've got no problem with any of this stuff, even though I've never met Mr. Schmidt. We've had no interaction of any type as far as I know. I don't think he was the one who arrested me. Um, also, uh, I don't share any of his religious beliefs. I'm agnostic about all of this stuff. But I think what was done to him in the, by the newspaper was unfair, and I figured a lot of po- folks would want to talk about that. Now, maybe I just picked a bad topic, or maybe nobody reads the newspaper anymore. Or maybe nobody cares about Schmidt, or maybe nobody cares about um, religious uh, tests anymore. I, I, I don't know. But there you go. Well, we are getting some text messages. Uh, let's see. Okay. Oh, this uh, doc from Northwest Side. This uh, crap is a typical hit job by the Dead Tree newspaper in cahoots. Yes, he used the word cahoots with all of the liberal anti-law groups. Tell me how being in the Professional Baseball Association for 16 years qualifies as being a sheriff as the Democrats are behind this other dude instead of Schmidt. What a bunch of crappy crap crap. Yes, he wrote crappy comma crap crap exclamation point. As for the Dead Tree newspaper, I canceled my subscription years ago. It is the printed format of CNN, Doc Northwest, uh, Milwaukee. Well, thank you for uh, for sharing. And Milwaukee, I uh, just buried a cop with faith, and now this about the acting sheriff. Really? Yeah, really. Again, if I was the publisher of the newspaper, the editor, I would have, I would have killed this uh, killed this column, this piece, even though very well written, even though very very well written. Still, you know. 30-some-odd years on the job, and I, I, I don't have any dog in this fight. I don't care who the people of Milwaukee County choose for any position. I really don't. This just so bothered me as being so unfair and a cheap attack on a guy's faith, a faith that I don't understand, I have no interest in. But he does. He believes in this stuff deeply. And again, you know, how many times have we... Uh, seen, let's say, uh, preachers on TV like Ernest Angley or um, Jimmy Swaggart or or um, Joel, um, Joel, I forget his last name now, and, and many others. And how many times have we heard people say, well, you know, they're just actors. They're just, you know, raking in the dough. They they talk the talk. They don't walk the walk. This guy Schmidt, from everything that I've heard, walks the walk. He gives sermons and he goes to different 
churches and all that and does lots and lots of things because that's what he believes. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, even though I don't share his faith. Now, some of the comments in the Milwaukee Journal Post um, under this story. Uh, his degree from Wasamata U is also questionable. <laughs> it's Mike Erlob. <laughs> his degree from Wasamata U. Also is questionable. Uh, Ricky, uh, Ricky James uh, Gronwa. Uh, next, he'll be wearing a bunch of pins and fake medals. Well, no, no, he's 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 legit. Uh, Jim writes, uh, you don't need to have a degree to be sheriff, just integrity. Right. Uh, Kevin writes, critics, everyone should question his resume. Maureen. So how about a more in-depth report on his performance as a sheriff over the last 30 years? Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Maria Schmidt got his first two degrees and accredited uh, marriage. Okay, fine. Uh, let's see, there was one other one here. There were some, okay. College education is pretty much a joke, just a money grab and another way to put people in debt. Well, I think that could apply for any college, whether accredited uh, or not. And uh, let's see, there was, oh, here's something. There were three. There were three, and I'll end it with this. There were three comments, three different people, in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's uh, post, comments under the story. A Michael Ray, a... Um, Thomas uh, Patrick, and there was one other one that I've... Oh, and a Daniel Hernandez. And they all pretty much said the same thing. Uh, Trump University grad? <laughs> funny stuff, funny stuff. All right, so there you... Uh, oh, we got one person calling in. All right, uh, let's... Very quickly, Joel Osteen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, one uh, person, uh, let's uh, see if we can take this call very quickly here. I'm just kind of... Uh, producing here on the fly as uh, talking. All right, let's take uh, Daniel very quickly from West Alice. You're on WTMJ. Quickly, Daniel, what's on your mind? Hi. Um, I just noticed that with uh, Dr. Dr. Richard Schmidt with his campaign signs everywhere, I noticed that mm -hmm. they all say doctor. Okay, right. so the public's misleading, getting misled on what, what people, when they think of a doctorate degree, I think of years of study, a bachelor's degree from accredited college, and a doctorate that takes another, oh, what, four years. I don't think, I think it's misleading when you hear it comes from a church college that went bankrupt. It's not even accredited. Well, there are colleges that are banked, that have gone under, one in uh, in Vermont, actually, Bernie Sanders' wife, another one in Ohio, I think, Wilberforce. So that stuff sometimes does happen. And we don't know what kind of effort he put in to get that degree. It could have been years and years I mean, I, 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 I do get the sense, and, and I thank you very much, Daniel, for your call. Truly appreciate it. I do get the sense that this is a de facto religious test here for Schmidt, that his faith is being put on the line here. And, um, again, if I was the editor, I, I would have killed this story. I would have. I would have killed it, even though it's very well written, very well sourced. The tone is just so wrong. It's just so wrong. Trump University. <laughs> You people. All right, 3D printers. How'd you like to have a gun that you could make at home with your 3D printer? Well, the Attorney General of Wisconsin is going, geez, I don't know, i got to study that. If you just study the first two amendments to the U.S. Constitution, you really don't have to study it. Dimitri, uh, guest hosting for Jeff, WTMJ Newstime, 143. The Brewers return home as they welcome the Rockies to Miller Park for a weekend set. The legendary Bob Buchers back in the booth. Our Brewers game day coverage starts tonight at 635, sponsored by Wisconsin Cranberry Growers Association. At 153, an eight-year-old Milwaukee boy who survived being shot in the stomach, yes, 
eight years old, he asked his mom a question. Am I safe? If you were his mom, how would you reply? That'll be at 153. Right now, though, uh, the Wisconsin Attorney General, Brad uh, Schimmel, uh, was asked about this uh, 3D printer that makes guns. There's some software that if you have a 3D printer and you have the right materials, uh, you can make uh, the 3D printer will make a gun. Cody Wilson is the uh, guy who came up with this. I actually interviewed Cody Wilson a few times over the years. There's nothing new. The only thing new is now there's some big uh, dust up about, well, should people be allowed to have the software, have the plans, so that if you have a 3D printer, which they're pretty expensive, um, you can actually make a gun. And the response from the Wisconsin Attorney General, Brad Schimmel, was really disappointing. Molly's story in the uh, in the journal, it says, Attorney General Brad Schimmel uh, isn't saying whether he would seek to stop the manufacturing of plastic firearms imperceptible to metal detectors, but suggested the Department of Justice is studying the issue. Twenty Democrat and one Republican attorneys general sent a letter this week to Jeff Sessions, the U.S. Attorney General. Yes, little trivia question. Jeff Sessions is actually the U.S. Attorney General. If you still play Trivial Pursuit, you could win lots of points. It's actually Jeff Sessions. He is actually technically the attorney general, but I digress. In any event, uh, withdraw from an agreement that would result in the release of blueprints to produce plastic guns using a 3D printer. This is old news. Again, I've interviewed this guy several times over the years. He's, a, uh, I think, a law student or had been a law student in Texas at uh, Austin. Very bright guy. And he's a big believer in the Second Amendment, as am I, although I don't have a 3D printer. And now the latest outrage, uh, the outrage du jour, if you'll pardon my French, is that, well, should we be, should, should the government allow us to have these blueprints, to have these things, these, yeah, figure out, you know, should, should we, should you and I be allowed to have knowledge? Well, yeah, knowledge. That's, that's what this argument is all about. Should you and I be allowed to have knowledge? about how a 3D printer can make a plastic gun. And a plastic gun can avoid metal detectors and whatever. It doesn't matter what a 3D printer costs. That's not the issue here. It doesn't matter that the gun that's created typically is not a very good weapon. Now, someday, of course, the cost of 3D printers will go down and the quality of the things they manufacture will go up. At some point, I'm sure this will happen and you will be able to Click a button, and your 3D printer will put together this magnificent Beretta-type weapon made of plastic, and it'll be fantastic. I don't think that's too far down the road. But for this, this is the attorney general of our state. And he's not saying whether he would seek to stop the manufacture of plastic firearms. He said, we're studying the issue of 3D guns in the lawsuit. Studying the issue of 3D guns. He says the lawsuit appears to be moot because the blueprints have already been uploaded to the Internet and their manufacturers banned by law. Okay, whatever. That's not what I'm looking for from my attorney general. Instead of studying the issue of 3D guns, it would seem to me that any attorney general, I'm not picking on Brad, I'm sure he's a fine person. It would seem to me that any attorney general should study the first two amendments to the United States Constitution. That would be, well, 
the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. That's why they're named one and two, I guess. The bottom line here is that this is not only a free speech issue, but also a gun rights issue. What difference does it make how you get your weapon, whether you buy it or make it yourself? And again, this whole thing with the lawsuit, it's all about denying you knowledge. If you simply read the First and Second Amendments, and if you actually believe in the Bill of Rights, as I do, there's really nothing else to study. After this short break, uh, eight-year-old boy asks his mom, am I safe? This is after he was shot. If you're, if you're his mom, how do you answer that one? Especially around here these days. Dimitri for Jeff, WTMJ, Newstime 151. After the 2 o'clock news, an Appleton man is convicted in attempted homicide of an unborn child. And yet, no one from Planned Parenthood has been charged. How can this be? We're talking about that. When is it an unborn child and when is it a fetus? And when do you have a right to uh, take a life? If it's an unborn child or if it's a fetus? It, it's, just, it's just some tough questions here. And I don't think anybody's being terribly consistent about any of this. That'll be after the 2 o'clock news. Again, the guy's from Appleton. We'll talk about that. But right now, 8-year-old boy in Milwaukee. Darian Kelly. This is a story uh, that Nick wrote uh, from one of the TV stations. Nick Bohr. Eight-year-old boy remains hospitalized in stable condition after being shot in the stomach and back Monday night, 34th and Locust. The boy's uncle said that Darian Kelly is expected to survive the shooting, but he said the boy has a long road of recovery ahead of him. Darian was hit while standing on the sidewalk out front. Did I mention he is? Eight years old. But I mentioned he was shot three times and has wounds to his back, stomach, and arm. He's eight years old. Wounds, back, stomach, and arm. A bullet shattered one of his ribs and continued into his body, severely damaging one of his kidneys. Did I mention he's eight years old? His mom has been keeping watch at his bedside at Children's Hospital. His mom said uh, when he came out of surgery, the first thing he asked the doctor was, am I safe? His mom says that when he wakes up at night, he asks, am I safe? So we're trying to make sure that we're around him and show him love and remind him and we say, you are safe, and we're going to get through this together. Cops say that there are uh, some leads, but no one's in custody. Did I mention he was eight years old? What if you're the mom? Your eight-year-old son has been shot three times. Wounds, back, stomach, arm. Shattered one of his little ribs damaging one of his kidneys. And all this kid can ask, try to wrap your ears around this. Am I safe? Now the mom is telling him, you are safe and we're going to get through this together. Well, God bless her for that. 
What else could you say to him, your son? But is she telling him the truth? Now, I want to stress, if I was that mom, that's exactly what I would have said to him as well. But I would have thought to myself, I, I don't know if you are safe. You could never say that, of course. But I thought to myself, what would you have said to this poor little eight-year-old? Would you have said, oh, yeah, you're safe? And would you have believed it? We have just a few seconds here with this. Call me if you have a real simple, direct answer for this poor child. Did I mention he's eight years old? 414-799-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Uh, we do have some uh, text that came in uh, regarding the 3D gun thing. Uh, so what does uh, the law say on building your own weapon? Forget the 3D printer. If I go to Home Depot and buy parts and assemble my own gun, does that mean that I can bypass the right to have a permit for a concealed carry or don't have to take training before I can own my homemade gun? Well, I'm certainly not a lawyer, so I couldn't give you a legal answer, but just as somebody who believes in the Bill of Rights and especially the, you know, the Second Amendment, uh, as far as I'm concerned, morally, you don't owe anybody uh, any explanation regarding any weapon that you own as long as you don't harm other people. But that's just that's just me. Okay, after the uh, two o'clock uh, news. An Appleton man convicted of attempted homicide of an unborn child, but nobody in Planned Parenthood has been charged. How can that be? Dimitri for Jeff, WTMJ Newstime 159. An Appleton man is convicted in an attempted homicide of an unborn child, and yet no one from Planned Parenthood has been charged. Let's talk about hypocrisy. That's the first topic this hour. Then at 2.43 today... A Milwaukee 15-year-old is shot accidentally by her mom after mommy drops her gun. So my question is this. We're going to do a semi-scientific survey. Uh, is, uh, is mom a good parent or a bad one? She shot her 15-year-old. Does that make her a bad parent or, based on what we know, does that actually uh, is that an indicator that maybe she's actually a good parent? We'll talk about that. Then at 2.53, I, I, was wanted, I wanted to talk to you about this in the first hour, but frankly, we just ran out of time, and so I do want to address this. It's such an intriguing story. At 2.53, a Racine man with 57 open warrants was arrested, allegedly attacked two women in the same day. 57 open warrants. And Racine, how is this even possible? So we have all of that in this hour, and I probably have overprepared, quite frankly, probably too many topics, too much information, but that's just the way that I roll. I'm guest hosting for Jeff just for today, just pinch hitting for him just today. I'm Dimitri. Jeff will be back on Monday. Phone number is 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you're a first-time caller, you're especially welcome. And yeah, we're going to go there. We're going to talk about this uh, unborn child. It's a homicide, attempted attempted homicide. Here's the uh, here's the story. This is from CBS uh, 58 Appleton. A Wisconsin man accused of spiking his pregnant girlfriend's drink with an abortion-inducing drug has been convicted of attempted first-degree intentional homicide. Of an unborn child.
Manish Kumar Patel, let's call him Mr. Patel, faces a maximum sentence of 60 years in prison, part of a plea bargain with prosecutors. As part of the plea deal, bell jumping charges were dismissed, but the judge can consider them, blah, blah, blah. His girlfriend never drank the spiked beverage, thank God, but she miscarried weeks later. This guy had been on the run since he was charged in 2007 and uh, forfeited a $750,000 bond. He was finally arrested in New York 2017. Sentencing is scheduled for October 9. So here's the thing. Man, the headline is you know, from CBS 58. Man convicted in attempted homicide of unborn child from Appleton. I looked at that. I was going, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And I just figured there was some kind of connection to Planned Parenthood because they obviously take the lives of unborn children. I mean, that's part of what they do. They, they perform abortions. But there was no mention in this story that anyone from Planned Parenthood was going to be charged in the attempted homicide of an unborn child. Now, full disclosure. When it comes to the issue of abortion, I typically avoid it. It's one of those evergreen topics that people just go nuts on with, you know, talk radio and all that. But they all pretty much say the same thing. And after a while, it just becomes tedious. It's, it's, it's just horrible. I think abortion is a remarkably grisly business. Just a grisly, grisly thing. And yet I'm pro-choice. Let me tell you why. I take the same position that Dr. Ron Paul, my beloved fellow libertarian, takes. Dr. Ron Paul is an OBGYN, delivered hundreds, thousands of uh, babies into this world. Wonderful, wonderful man. He's pro-life, but he opposes the outlawing of abortions. His thinking is, as mine, if you had a law that outlawed abortion. The only way that the state could enforce it would be through near draconian measures that would virtually eliminate our individual freedoms. And we had a glimpse of that in Virginia not that long ago when they went so over the top with their anti-abortion bill they were having these wands that they had to use on women. Oh, the 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 the, the Invasion of your private space and your it was it was just horrible. You'd have to live in a virtual police state if you were going to give the government, whether it's the federal government or the state government or the local government for that matter, enough power to actually prevent abortions. So I want to talk to you about this. Should this man have been convicted for attempted homicide of an unborn child? If so. Should, should we also not be charging folks to Planned Parenthood if we're going to be consistent? Give me your thoughts. 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. If you're a first-time caller, you're especially welcome. Again, the guy's from Appleton. Let me know what you think. Let me hear from you. Dimitri Guest hosting for Jeff, WTMJ Newstime, 214. At 243... The mother of a 15-year-old daughter hit by a bullet um, 
think she's a good mom or a bad mom. See, the mom dropped her gun and it went off accidentally and hit the 15-year-old daughter. And I've had debates with my wife about, well, is this a good mom or a bad mom? That'll be a 243. Then at uh, 251, uh, this uh, man uh, from uh, a Racine man has 57 open warrants and he was arrested, allegedly attacked uh, two women in the same day. 57 open warrants. How does this happen? Help me understand. Right now, though, talking about the guy in Appleton, um, he's accused of spiking his pregnant girlfriend's drink with a drug to induce an abortion. He's been convicted of attempted first-degree intentional homicide of an unborn child. Again, my phone number is 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Again, abortion is a grisly business, no question about it. But as uh, my fellow libertarian, Dr. Ron Paul, says uh, he is opposed to giving the government unreal powers to stop abortion because we would have no individual rights. We would be North Korea. We would be North Korea. Dr. Paul's belief, and belief that I share, is that we do it through persuasion. We try to convince people that abortion is not a viable option. Certainly, there are better ways to do this. There are better ways to go, whatever. But it still has to be voluntary, because otherwise you're li- you will be living in a police state, because that's the only way the law can be enforced. And then, of course, you've got the same issues where, like when, you know, when guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns. When drugs are outlawed, only outlaws will have drugs. When abortions are outlawed, only outlaws will have abortions, and on and on and on. There's still going to be a black market. So it's a, I'm no fan of it. I can't even think about it. But the thing that just always bothered me with this, and regardless of what side you're on, whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, the thing that I've never been able to understand is the logic behind this. I really need your help with this. 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. If you can convict a man for attempted homicide of an unborn child, then how do you not also convict anyone who performs abortions of the same thing? The logic is, it escapes me. It's, it simply escapes me. And I'm not, you know, I, I am pro-choice. I'm not you know, happy with it, but because there is no viable option here. But if you're going to charge a man with attempted homicide for taking the life of an unborn child, well, isn't that what abortion is? And yet we're not arresting people in abortion clinics, you know, Planned Parenthood or wherever. It's really interesting that the media, the way the stories are written, this story, the headline is man convicted in attempted homicide of unborn child. But when it is a, a story about uh, Planned Parenthood or about pro-choice or political stuff, they don't talk, the, the reporters and the headline writers don't talk about unborn child. There's no mention of unborn child. You know what it's called then? A fetus, which I think might be Latin for, well, something. The point is it's the same entity, the same living thing. 
when this guy attempts to take the life of an unborn child from his pregnant girlfriend, he's charged with attempted homicide. Okay, if we're going to be consistent, why don't the same rules apply for other people who perform abortions? Just help me understand the logic behind this. I don't want to hear about, well, when life begins or this, that, and the other. It's an unborn child or it's a fetus. It's a homicide or it's not a homicide. Help me understand. 414-799-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Dimitri Guest hosting today, today only for Jeff, WTMJ, Newstime 221. The Wisconsin State Fair is here. WTMJ is your home for all things food, livestock, and music. Cream puffs, too, I'm guessing, but I'm not sure. Uh, today's live broadcast from the State Fairgrounds on the biggest stick in the state, and that's a fact, Google it, is uh, sponsored by Amish Craftsman Guild of Cedarburg. Demetri guest hosting for Jeff at 243. Um, a mom of a 15-year-old accidentally... Um, Accidentally shoots her kid. I've had this discussion, this debate with my wife. The mom, my wife is saying that this is a bad mom. I'm saying, no, actually, she's uh, probably a good mom. So we'll talk about that. And then at uh, 2.53, a Racine man with 57 open warrants is arrested, allegedly attacking, uh, allegedly for attacking two women in the same day. 57 open warrants. How is this possible? Right now, though, talking about this guy in uh, Appleton, and really not even talking about him as much as we are talking about the logic or the illogic of our laws regarding abortion. For example, this guy in Appleton has been convicted. He um, gave his girlfriend a drug. The drug was going to induce an abortion. She was pregnant. She didn't take the drug. But he is still convicted of attempted homicide of an unborn child. Now, the rest of the story, uh, is that uh, even though his girlfriend never drank the um, the abortion drug, she miscarried weeks later anyway. So, go figure. But my question is this. I, I, I like to think of myself as a logical person, that I believe in reason and all that. Now, you might not believe that based on how today's show has been going, and frankly, I couldn't blame you. But normally, I actually do try to think as best as I can, you know, given my limited capacities to, well, think. So if this guy is uh, being convicted of attempted homicide of an unborn child, then isn't the premise that if you have, if you are pregnant, and someone takes the life of that unborn child or fetus growing inside of you, that person should be charged with a homicide. Or in this case, it was an attempted homicide. Okay, if that's the premise, then why aren't we applying that premise to all abortions? Because whether it's Planned Parenthood or other Places where you get abortions, and again, it's a really just a grisly, god-awful business. Why aren't they being arrested? What exactly is the difference? My phone number is uh, 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We do have one line open. Interestingly, I was talking to my producer, Kyle. They said uh, one woman uh, called, uh, one of many people, uh, happened to be a woman, 
called and wanted to talk about this, but he said to her, you need to turn down your radio because, of course, with the delay and everything else, she would not turn down her radio in order to come on the phone here, the radio station, to talk with me about this. And I took that as a, as a badge of honor because she is so into listening to this show, she wouldn't even turn down her radio. That's how much she loves listening to what we're doing here. At least that's the way that I view it. <laughs> there might be might have been some other reasons, but that's how I view it anyway. But that's just the way that I roll. Anyway, uh, we do have a lot of people who have sent uh, text messages uh, regarding this. They're kind of interesting. Let me um, let's see here. Uh, he should get more than sixty years. His child would have lived longer. That's uh, Kathy. The woman did not agree to the abortion. Now, that's a really interesting point. You're right. She did not agree to the abortion. So what? If she agreed, would it not be homicide then? If the premise is that an unborn child is a human being and that if you take that life, that's homicide, what difference does it make if she had agreed to the abortion or not? Joe from South Milwaukee writes, the woman was unaware in this case, therefore the murder charge. When a woman goes in for an abortion, they are fully aware. That's true. But why? It's the second. Okay. That same woman, right after this man is charged with attempted homicide, if that same woman, his girlfriend, then went to an abortion clinic and had an abortion, ending the life of her unborn child, nobody would have been charged. Tell me the consistency of this thinking. Again, I'm just interested in the reasoning behind all of this, or the lack of reasoning, quite frankly. And I'm, I'm pro-choice, I'm not proud of it, but that's the only way that we can still have any kind of individual freedom left, otherwise we live in a police state, because that's what it's going to take to enforce strict abortion laws. Uh, let's see here, let's go to Dave in Waukesha, you're on WTMJ, how you doing there, Dave? Good, how are you? Great, what's up? Well, there is no reasoning behind it, I mean, because number one is, if you're driving, and or if you get into a domestic dispute, and for some reason, whatever, you injure your wife and kid, you know, the unborn child dies, you're charged with homicide. So, I mean, yeah. it, there's no, there's no correlation. There's no, there's no sign, if you will. You know, I mean, it, it's kind of like, I mean, what, just because you go to a doctor and have it, you know, have it, you know, taken care of that all of a sudden that makes it all right. I mean, it's kind of like yeah. one way or the other. I mean, that, and, and look, yeah. or if you get in a car accident or something like that. You know, you can be charged with a, you know, you know, homicide. So it's just, I yes. don't, there's no, there's no rationale. And why this hasn't been sorted out a long time ago is, is completely beyond me, to be perfectly blunt. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. at some point, it has to be, there has to be some high watermark. At, 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 no. Yeah, no, Dave, I absolutely agree with you. And I thank you very much for your call. I appreciate it uh, greatly, truly. 3D guns. Should Americans be allowed to print them? How dangerous are they? And how do you even print a 3D gun? John and Melissa explore today at 3.30 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News at 2.43. Cops are saying that a 15-year-old was hit by a bullet after her mom dropped mommy's gun. And having a big debate with my wife, my mom, my wife is saying that this mom is a terrible mother. She shot her daughter. I said, well, yeah, 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 but it was an accident. And I think maybe this could be actually a very good mom. So we're going to talk about that. 
Event 253, a Racine man with 57 open warrants is arrested, allegedly attacked two women in the same day. 57 open warrants. How? How is this possible? Dimitri guest hosting for Jeff WTMJ. A lot of folks uh, want to talk about this guy in Appleton being charged with attempted homicide of an unborn child. And all I want to know is the logic behind all of this. If he's charged with attempted uh, homicide of an unborn child, uh, why is it that no one in Planned Parenthood, for example, or other abortion providers, why aren't they being charged the same way? Either it's an unborn child or it's not an unborn child. I mean, what else is there? Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, Dana Hales Corners, uh, you're on WTMJ. How you doing, Dana? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Thank you for calling. What's up? So I know you identified yourself as being pro-choice but not really happy about it. So I'm sorry I'm going to say something that might offend you, and that is that this is what drives me crazy about the pro-choice movement. But I'm going to kind of give you a pass because you're not really in there. But it's a contradiction. It's a complete and total contradiction. It's semantics. Mm-hmm. The only logic it is is circular logic. It's Well, there is no logic to me. I mean, I'm pro-choice. Depending on whether or not they want it. Exactly. That's just it. And I'm I'm not, there's no circular logic with me. I'm I'm pointing out that I don't see the logic, and I admit I don't see the logic at all with this thing. And I was just trying to reconcile this, given my limited brain capacity, to to kind of figure this out. That's why I'm turning to the listeners here at WTMJ. One line's open, by the way, to to help me. The damnest thing, it really is. It's so ridiculous to say, it's a baby from the time they find out. You know, you can find out 10 days in now that you're pregnant, and it's a baby if they want it. Yes. But if they yes. don't want it, it's a fetus until it exits the body, and that's ridiculous. I it's agree. And do you notice? Other. It's actually both. It is a fetus gestationally, but it is still a baby. Yes. I mean, I'm, we're in complete agreement here. There's no, there's no question. And then the media. I, I, I love media. I love reading stories online, whether it be newspapers, radio, TV, whatever it happens to be. And it never fails to amaze me. A story like this, the headline is, Man Convicted in Attempted Homicide of Unborn Child. Yep. You almost never see a headline regarding Planned Parenthood or pro-choice that uses the phrase unborn child, unless the writer is hardcore pro-life. Normally they'll say fetus or you know some other euphemism, but it, they, they play this game and it drives me nuts. I, Dana, it drives me so me nuts. Too, and I, 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 I don't know. It, it's it's ridiculous, and I don't understand yeah. how people fall for it. I really don't. If they would think for five minutes, they would figure it out. Yeah, well, five minutes of thinking, believe me, it takes a great deal of effort, and I speak from personal experience here, but I'm glad you cleaned it up for me. Thank you so much, Dana. You have a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Greg, on north side, you're WTMJ. How you doing there, Greg? I am doing well, Dimitri. How about yourself? I'm um, doing okay. So what do you make of the logic behind this? It's an unborn child when you want to charge somebody with attempted homicide, but it's a fetus when you just uh, take that same woman, the same baby inside of her or unborn child or fetus, whatever you want to call it, and go to a place to have an abortion. Help me understand the logic behind this thing. I, I can't help you understand the logic. I can only tell you that Wisconsin still has an abortion statute on the books. Abortion is still illegal in Wisconsin, although it's not enforced as a result of Roe v. Wade. Now, hmm. Roe v. Wade was not about abortion. It was about privacy, privacy between a woman and her physician. And that privacy has been violated by the guy who tried to abort his girlfriend's fetus. 
whether he, whether she asked for it or not, that privacy was violated. They could probably, she could probably sue him under the HIPAA statute. <laughs> my, my head actually hurts trying to follow this logic. Although I'm sure you're right, I am sure you're right. My head actually hurts right now. <laughs> friend, What's the answer to all friend, of this? What is the answer, Greg? I, if I had an answer, I would run for office. I, after 31 years in law enforcement, I've given up trying to figure out the court's logic. It doesn't. It, it simply no, it's, doesn't. It's not, it's not the courts. It really is ultimately the politicians uh, who are behind well, all of this stuff. Even as it may, the courts interpret the law, and that's what we're stuck with. Yeah, yeah. well, that's going to change pretty soon now with President Trump. I'm, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a few more of his nominees confirmed by the Senate yeah, I could see them making some radical changes to Roe v. Wade. I, I really could. And then it'll be up to the states to decide again, okay, do we want to allow abortions or not? So it's going to be, we live in interesting times. We really do. Greg, thank you so much for your call and all your service uh, for everything that you do for us. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much. All right. Well, uh, it's no clear in my head, uh, but I tried. I really did uh, try. Next up, after the short break, uh, this uh, mom accidentally shoots her 15-year-old daughter because the mom's gun falls out, the gun goes off, shoots the daughter. Daughters are going to be okay. My wife claims that this is a bad mom. I think it's a good mom. I'll make my case, and I'd like to get you uh, your, your thoughts on this to either say that, yes, I am right, or no, my wife is wrong. My phone number is 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Uh, and then at 2.53, this Racine man with 57 open warrants finally is arrested. And it's just an astonishing story. It really is. We have all of that leading up to the 3 o'clock news uh, with John McCure. We'll be talking uh, with him. Dimitri guest hosting today only for Jeff. WTMJ Newstime, 2.41. The Brewers are back at Miller Park after a winning road trip. Are we seeing a team that's finally turning a corner, or is the Brew Crew still uh, have some worrisome flaws as the playoff race heats up? Well, Greg Matzik has all the answers. He's live at the Wisconsin State Fair, and he'll open the discussion at 6.07 tonight on Sports Central. Dimitri, guest hosting for Jeff. Jeff will be back on Monday. Thank you for letting me pinch hit. I appreciate it uh, greatly. Uh, just a few minutes left. I want to talk with you about this. Oh, 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 oh. before I tell you the story uh, about the mom who shot her daughter, 15-year-old daughter. My wife says the mom's terrible mom. I'm saying, no, 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 no. I think she might be actually a very good mom. Uh, my wife and I argue all the time. and It just, uh, just gets tedious. Um, I keep trying to point out where she's wrong, and she just won't listen. She just won't listen. Anyway, uh, regarding the last segment, uh, talking about the uh, Appleton guy with the uh, homicide and uh, pro-choice uh, and pro-life and uh, uh, attempted homicide of an unborn child, got a, a lot of really interesting text. And I, I let me just give you this one. This is from Bill in Burlington. Pro-life, so it's okay to abort a child, but people get upset if you deport a child. Bill from Burlington. I thought that was um, clapworthy. So there you go. All right, now let's shift gears here. Uh, the Milwaukee comps are saying that a um, 15-year-old, young girl, 15 years old, was hit by a bullet after her mom dropped, uh, dropped a gun. This is from CBS 58. Milwaukee police are currently investigating an accidental shooting that left a mother and her daughter injured. 
happened Monday. Uh, according to the cops, the 41-year-old mom's handgun fell from her holster, at which time she attempted to catch it. The gun, not the holster. Uh, the mom, however, grabbed the trigger, shooting herself in the leg. It gets worse. Police say the bullet then ricocheted off the concrete, striking the woman's 15-year-old daughter in the leg as well. Both victims taken to a local hospital. That's the story. CBS 58. Milwaukee has, the city of Milwaukee has some of the most interesting stories, don't you, don't you think? They are, yes, I know, a lot of them are tragic, but they're certainly interesting. Anyway, so I'm talking with my wife, who is a wonderful, wonderful human being. We disagree about many things. And I keep trying to show her, you know, where she's wrong. She won't listen. She just won't listen. She thinks this mom is a bad mom because this gun went off and shot her daughter. Now, look, we can all agree that we don't want a daughter shot. We, you know, I mean, Of course we all agree on that. But I take a very different view. And I wanted to get your thoughts. We have just a few minutes left. 414-799-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 414-799-1620. I think this is actually a pretty good mom. See, I'm a big believer in the Second Amendment. And the reason that I believe in the Second Amendment is because I believe in you. You, as an adult, having every right to protect yourself. You protect yourself and your loved ones. I think that's a good thing. I think that is morally the right thing to do. It should be legally the right thing to do. So here you have, of course, what appears to be based on this story. Now the cops are investigating. If it turns out it's something else, okay, it's something else. But the story that we have to work with today is that it was an accident. So the mom has a handgun. It falls from her holster. She attempts to catch it. Unfortunately, she grabs the trigger, shooting herself in the foot, and then the bullet ricochets off the concrete, and it hits the woman's 15-year-old daughter in the leg. So why do I think this is not a bad mom? Based on the admittedly limited information that we have. First, she has a gun. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, oh, guns, bad, ooh, bad, scary. No, no, no. Gun good. Why am I talking like this? <laughs> I believe a gun is good in the right hands, especially in the hands of a mom. The way that I read this story, and I need your help with this, uh, 414-799-1620. The mom has a gun to protect herself and her daughter. In Milwaukee, probably not a bad idea. The mom has a holster. So it's not like she had this gun in a coffee can or something like that or under her pillow. She has a holster. She's taking this very seriously. Okay, the gun falls out. It happens. She tries to grab it. Human nature just tries to grab it. Unfortunately, grabs the trigger. And then one magic bullet hits both of them. What if it's a good mom who cares a great deal about protecting herself and her daughter and just made a mistake? She has a gun and she has a holster. My wife thinks, oh, that's a terrible mom. She shot her daughter. I said, yeah, yeah, but the story suggests to me anyway, at least to what I'm inferring from this. This is actually a good mom. 
Do you agree with me or disagree with my wife? Give me a call. Let's start with John West Sound. You're on WTMJ. How you doing there, John? I'm doing great. I just want to All make right, the so point is uh, if yes. I if I had my daughter holding the ladder, I had a hammer in my hand, and I dropped the hammer, and it injures my daughter seriously. Does that make me a bad dad? In this case, is it because it's a gun that she's a bad mom? You drop any object, it has the opportunity to do injury. So in this case, the object has to be a gun. Does that make this woman a bad mother because it happened to be a gun and not a hammer right. or not a, a letter opener? Yeah, no, that's a, that's, a, that's a great point, John. Thank you so much. I appreciate you calling WTMJ. Next, uh, Robert uh, Hales Corners, you're on WTMJ. How you doing there, Robert? Hi, thank you for taking my call. I think this is an accident. I love exactly what John said. Whether what the object is, whether you're out, out in the outdoors or even cooking and cutting up a, a turkey during Thanksgiving, you drop the knife, you cut your hand, you drop the knife, and it accidentally hits your dog. It's an accident. I think the mother okay. is fine. I think the daughter is fine in this whole situation. It's an accident. We have to define what an accident is, whether it's a gun or, like John said, whatever the object is. I agree with him. Or even a turkey drumstick, for that matter. That's right. You could really, you know, you can name anything you want, but it's an accident. This has nothing to do with a gun. Amen to that. Thank you so much, Robert. Dimitri, guest hosting for Jeff, WTMJ News Time 251.